Morbidly Beautiful presents a horror interview podcast hosted by Brody Hubbard. You have entered the chamber. It's time once again for the chamber on the Morbidly Beautiful Network. I'm your host, Brody Hubbard. The theme song is Itching for the Blood, a wonderful track by Lil Boudang out of Texas. And today's guest is from Pensacola, Florida. Her name is Kristen Garth. She's one of my favorite poets and prose writers. Her material does skew into very dark territory, so as to avoid triggers, let me warn you ahead of this interview, we do cover such topics as assault and abuse of women and children. We talk about violence, we talk about murder, and maybe you would expect no less from a horror podcast. However, Kristen isn't necessarily writing about demons or monsters, not in this particular collection anyway. This new compilation of short stories and novellas called Daddy is very much inspired by real-life bad human beings that she met, scary and sketchy types from her journey from a Puritan family to stripping to the writer that she is today. In this interview, I also refer to some stories from a previous collection called You Don't Want This, and there's a print interview that I had conducted with Kristen that is available on Meow Meow Pow Pow. I will make sure to share a link on the description to this episode. You can go to her Twitter profile, at Lola and Jolie, or her Instagram profile, Kristen Ingrid Garth, or KristenGarth.com, which is the website for her own work and for her press called Pink Plastic House. And now welcome Kristen into the chamber. I really loved Daddy. Um, you know, you know I loved... Um, you don't want this. And so um, I, and I'm sure there's other stuff that's been published. I know there's other stuff that's been published, even if it's individual pieces in different like lit journals and things like that between the two collections. But this is the first collection since then. No. Um, well, a collection. Yeah. Like I okay. did a had a novel that came out um, in between called The Meadow, which had to do with um, like bdsm and um you know like it was uh its own um <laughs> world but it and it was based on my own that it was a novel but it was very autobiographical so um about when i was younger and i traveled around um <laughs> and had some adventures yeah. so um you know that came out um in between these two short story books but i had written it you know it, it a lot of my work, because I'm older, I'm not, uh, you know, 20 years old, you know, so I'm like, I, uh, and I didn't start publishing until I was in my 40s. So, you know, it, the luxury of that is, you know, you have a lot of things sitting around that if you've been writing all that time, but you're a, a reckless, and you're not sharing it, you have a bunch of stuff that you can work on and, you know, get out into the world. And that was something I had been working on for a long, long time. And then I got the opportunity to, you know, finally put that out there. And I was really excited about it, you know, but, um, but it was a longer form. And I, I really, um, when I went to graduate school, I, I did a lot of um, sonnets. That's what I, um, I didn't graduate from graduate school. I was a dropout because I started stripping and I just got caught up in another world, you know, and, um, but it was also, and it was a way out of like the puritanical life that I had like lived before that, you know, cutting off my family ties, you know, and establishing myself financially instead of, I could have stayed in graduate school. I, I was 
privilege that they would have paid for that, but right. I would have been under their control, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and so it was more important for me to do the other. But anyway, um, I did a lot of short stories then, and I did a lot of sonnets. And so it's really feels good to be, you know, <laughs> now getting the short stories. Cause at first I did um, like everybody kind of, you know, I, I was pushing all my poetry a lot, you know, and I, but it, I, I really love the short stories too. I, and I, I love your short stories as well. I, and seeing the novella play thing, which is, is encapsulated in daddy, it's, um, it made me so happy to have you particularly on this show, the chamber, um, because the morbidly beautiful network that we're on, you know, it, it primarily covers horror. And I, and I knew that we were, um, you know, stepping a little bit uh, out of the normal coverage by because you don't do strictly horror, but there is definitely a horror. Um, I can say <laughs> uh, to me, like, that's uh, you know, I, I yeah, you know, I feel like I've lived a horror <laughs> and like and been exposed. Not everything I write is about me, but like just I mean, there are a lot of the short stories in that book that are horrors that I with maybe witness secondhand that I, the writing them is like processing, you know, but, but yeah, I, I more like, I guess, realistic horror. <laughs> I would say, yeah. That's you know? what I was going to say. I think there was some <laughs> things that were more allegorical and, and fantastical in you don't want this, you know, like specific stories, but wh whereas, um, and I said at the time in my review that, and, and it, it was a review blurb. And also like we did an interview at the time in print for um, meow, meow, pow, pow, which I was an editor at. And I said uh, that, you know, you cover this underbelly that's very America, whether people want to admit that it's America or not. It is <laughs> it's um, very but, Florida where I'm from, I would say very Florida, <laughs> yes, very Florida, USA. And <laughs> there's that, um, you know, but but you're able to go fantastical with with daddy. I feel like it is all very much so grounded. Um the stories, uh, the 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 straight up prose like narratives are very much grounded in in reality. But there's there's murderers, there's um, abusers and predators for sure, um, and there's um, you know I'm I'm thinking of one story in particular where um, and, and you'll have to help me kind of I, I don't know how much we want to interpret it or not for the audience yeah. who hasn't read it yet, but um, I'm thinking of the one where I'll maybe I'll edit the part, the part where I'm stumbling for the title. <laughs> it, it, it was a woman in um kind of on an estate. Oh, retire! It had to do with the retiree. Was that Drakina? Oh, Florida Drakina. Yes, and Florida wow. Drakina. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's there's some I interpret it kind of as vague as to how she got into that. Um, not vague, but but maybe there's some questions as to how she got in the situation where, well, where I mean, somebody's she, missing. Definitely a a stripper that you know he had met, you know, and I mean I knew a lot of like when I was a stripper. I, that story, I live out in the woods. There's so, there's some elements that I kind of live that kind of life where I'm out in the woods and I you know have a lot of privacy and all that. But um, but that's about the end of that story but I met a lot of people when I was stripping and I would meet these young very young girls like I was 25 when I started stripping even though I was like the school girl like the a lot of the girls who looked older than me at that time were like 18 you know barely legal you know all that and so 
and you would see them come and they'd be there for like a month or two. And I was there for five years. So I saw a lot of those type of people that would just disappear. They'd meet some customer and they would disappear, you know, and you always kind of wonder, you know, like what happened to them and you know, what, you know, whatever. Cause you know, and so that was, you know, sort of based on, on that. And like the idea of, you know, being in control of someone, you know, like that and um, domestic violence and, you know, also just, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It was my, you know, it was fun to like go to a dark place of a character ah. that just not tolerated anymore. You know what I mean? That won't, you know. Yeah. She, she reminded me a lot of what I think people are expecting from uh, Ty West's Maxine um, that will be coming out because, um, and I don't know how familiar you are with that series of, um, no. of X and then Pearl and then Maxine. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about how, so with X, you know, you have these adult, you know, porn star people or, or aspiring stars, but they're definitely working pornography and, and they, um, without spoiling it for people who haven't seen it, they, I haven't, I've heard, I've been told to watch it, you know, many yes. times and I haven't seen it, you know? Yeah. Yet, so. Well, you um, know, they're living a very, you know, libertine lifestyle, you know, it's 70s porn, right? And they encounter, um, we'll just say, homicidal forces. And then, you know, Pearl goes way back in time to kind of in- examine how that farm they were on. Um, and some of those homicidal forces came to be. But Maxine really picks up the story with um the 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 gal you know and her she's gonna try to survive this new life in la but she's hardened by the experiences from the first movie we've seen yeah and and you know there there are a lot of movies that involve um a lot of horror that involves you know uh dancers adult film stars and there's like a, a, a an outwardly force that they collide with whereas you're dealing with the actual, like you said, horrors of, of what happens in that scene. And yeah. in, um, and also inside a person, like I always, I think all of my stories, you know, like you were saying something to me before when you were talking about doing this interview about like what scares you. And I think mostly why I did this book when I was thinking about that is that <laughs> like, maybe I scare myself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and that's how I, you know, because of, you know, I see like, um, I have an abuse history, like I was abused, but the people who abused me have even worse history than I had, but they have like no self-awareness at all, you know, and I've always had a self-awareness, you know, I always, and that, you know, honed into my writing, you know, and I think that that saves you from like, you know, becoming a dark person yourself, you know what I'm trying to say, having like awareness of like, you know, I know I have these issues and I know I need to keep myself in check. You know what I mean? And like, maybe that's how my writing does that for me, you know, is like I put any kind of, you know, like, like writing that story about Florida Chicano. It's like, you know, I, I just listened the other day to the um, Menendez, Lyle Menendez, you know, and, and um he was doing an interview in jail because there's a whole lot of evidence that they, I mean, they may end up getting out of jail finally because, um you know, they've got a lot of evidence now that his father molested him, which is what they always said, you know? Yeah. But, uh, and I'm not advocating still what they, how they handled it. You know what I'm saying? But right. I, I, I stripped with a girl who, who shot her father, who molested her and she got off 
she was a dancer that I worked with that everyone, I, it was really small, tiny, nobody messed with her because everyone knew like, you know, like, you know, she had a reputation, but sweetest girl, but you know what I'm saying? She had had enough, you know what I mean? Like, and I, not that I, what, but it just feels good sometimes to exercise those kind of demons of like letting yourself go there in a story, you know, of someone who has wronged you, you know, and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. No. So it, it, would it, you think it wouldn't be a leap then that perhaps the the same catharsis is fan, found by readers and, and viewers, the audience for these books and and films that cover these dark topics? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, that's definitely I write. That's, um, you know, I the most important reason I write is catharsis and therapy. I don't I used to go to therapy when I was younger and I don't really now. And I really consider my writing, you know that does that for me, you know? So that's always, I guess that's why I have a different like outlook about, you know, some people that, you know, will talk to me and they're very like, they know all their numbers of who, how much, you know, they make or, you know what? I don't worry about all that, you know, cause like the important thing to me, like I'm so excited about this book just cause I know it's so brave, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I, you know, I, like I always want to be like coming, you know, leading with my weakness, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, which is a scary thing because people can also use it against you, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that happens a lot in, in these stories, too. There's very vulnerable young women who, um, you know, that's definitely one of the recurring themes. And it makes sense with the name Daddy and and what that invokes in our culture. You know, it, it's 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 less innocent than, you know, outside. You know, but. <laughs> yeah like like um outside of families uh sometimes you know and sometimes inside of families it, it can be a very dark thing too but um these specifically are like you know well-off men um with or without their own trauma who are um preying upon yeah, the, with- you know like florida daddy was important to me because that's a character you know i i let somebody read that um before and they were you know completely i think that's one that like you know, this person was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, you know, like they, you know, did not, you know, it triggered them, I think. But it triggered me because I n- knew this man. Like I I used to be a court reporter. And when I was a court for a short time after I was a stripper and I worked with this lawyer who um, turned out to be this man that were, you know, in the story. And like I used to like casually, you know, like. <laughs> Well, you know, conversation with this guy who is flying off to go, you know, do terrible things to children, you know what I mean? Like, and got caught in a scene for that, you know, and hung himself in prison after he was caught, you know, but had it was a soccer coach, had a family, you know, to complete double life seemed like the most boring man in the world to me, you know, like when I, that's how it would have, you know, characterized him, Yeah, you know, and it was like, I write something like that because it's just like to this day, you know what I mean? Like I, it gets me that I didn't pick up, you know what I mean? Cause I feel like I have a radar of that, but I did not have a radar at all. You know what I mean? Like, and so I, I wrote that story kind of, I did a bunch of research about facts about his case, you know, after he passed away and anyway. <laughs> and that's, a th- and that's a, you know, um, and I'll, I'll tread on this topic delicately. I, I, I would just say that I, I feel like now as an adult um, in this modern age, we're seeing um, one of the first portrayals of that 
that I recall was uh, Kiefer Sutherland in Freeway, which was like a, oh. the, you know, the <laughs> like that's red, red Riding Hood allegory, big bad wolf allegory. Yes. And and then, you know, finding out like horrible things he was into and doing. But I mean, there's been other movies like that. But but in real life, you know, with everybody from like that, that kid from Glee to oh yeah the subway guy like there's all these more high people that you don't you just don't see it you know even people you think like if you are self-aware and you have been through it you think well at least i have this armor of like experience you know what i'm saying and i would you know and not that like i i mean i didn't engage i didn't know this person besides doing depositions with him you know what i'm saying but i did not i mean i was you know, like knocked me over shocked, you know what I'm saying? Like when I found out, you know, he hung himself and after being caught in a sting for, you know, going to see a five-year-old, Yeah. you know, that's what he thought. I mean, it was a, it was all a sting. There was no five-year-old, but he didn't know that, you know? Yeah. You know, and and that brings to mind something else I wanted to talk to you about because I feel like horror um, fans and horror is, there's kind of this, um, I don't know if you would call it like a, a sister genre or a weird cousin genre, but like of, of true crime. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I read and watch a lot of true crime. <laughs> so, so, you know, and that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 those go hand in hand to you. I, I would imagine it feels like to me, um, even like the vendors, some of the vendors I see at the conventions I go to and stuff, um, you know, like there's horror merchandise, but there's also very much like true crime merchandise. It doesn't even have to be specifically like uh, a t-shirt of Ed Gein, which I, I actually had as a teenager. Um, but um, like just celebrating the fact like we, we you know, it, we're interested in, in sitting down and listening to a podcast about a dark case. And, and while we. Oh, think- just like in that play thing that you were talking about, like the character, um, you know, she's in the middle of it she's living in a true crime she has no but you know for entertainment she's reading you know like and her whole you know all she wants is to be safe in life and that's why she moves in with this man who turns out to be you know not a a good guy and um and she's reading her true crime at night you know but she's living you know what i mean like living reading the true crime going oh see i'm not i'm not living that but she is living that you know what i mean like it and I, and I think that's been my own, you know, worries at, at times, like, even if you're self-aware, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're, you know, whatever, it's like, it's never enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you you know, and you do have issues that, you know, that those needs like that, that whole, if you've had, if you do have daddy issues, which I think always is a tribute, like, or often in our culture, it's like, oh, you know, it's like a damaged girl, you know what I'm saying? But nobody is talking about, you know, the father that, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, yes, you know, I mean, you crave this thing that you, you know, is like a human, basic human need, you know? And and you, 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 you know, what I, what I think I'm also hearing you say is we, we might focus on these girls, um, but we don't examine enough the, the men in their lives who impacted them. And yeah. One thing I I know from your writing so, is you, you know Go ahead. Men that use those issues to prey on girls too. Right. I mean, you know, that's what I always had that's what I enjoyed about being a, you know, people, you know, being a schoolgirl stripper, you know, whatever was that I was felt like I was preying on the men who were preying on the girls with the daddy issues, you know. 
nothing to yeah. say. It felt kind of like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> that make it easier to, I know that something you've done more of, um, and we had talked about this in our, our, our previous chat, was writing from the point of view of that predator. And oh, yeah. It's a little bit in play. I did a part of the novella, which I mean, I, you know, I don't know how successful I am at it, but, you know, <laughs> but well, I feel like I, those <laughs> characters pretty well, you know. Yeah. See, and, and, you know, that's a thing that that's talked about in, you know, like, so let's say film, you know, so much of it is um, that our point of view stays with the the victims, the survivors as they're trying to outrun this menace but there are those kind of standout films um that really do show up from the perspective of of the killer from the from the the bad you know person the scary force and so um and i feel like you can get away with that more in literature and it's one of the things i was thinking of when reading some of this is that there is a lot of yeah i'm i I was in an MFA program and so I had to read a lot. And, and I'd, mm-hmm. since I've been out of that MFA program, I've been a terrible reader. I, you know, I, 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 I it's why I don't often it's- take the book review gigs. Cause I'm, I'm just bad at getting the reading done for years. Like I, you know, ha- you know excited, did it, you know, love, love to read so, it. I was and, so, uh, <laughs> so happy to read it, you know, and it just <laughs> remind, reminded me of like, Oh, you know, what, I'm missing out on and what people are missing out on because you can really dig into um, not only the deep details of multiple points of view, but um, you know, I look at something that became viral the last couple months was Aaron Beauregard's playground. People were just like astonished at this extreme horror novel. I want to, I'm not familiar with that either. So, so, I mean, it's a really um, basic premise. Like it, it, you know, kind of like a squid game kind of deal. It's like, okay, we're going to have these kids come and they're going to try to survive this terrible playground. But like, there's so much more to it that that as far as like, it's very grisly and visceral. And, um, you know, there's some sexual details in there as well. People are like, oh man, page 40. Oh God. Like that's the (laughs) thing that was going viral. So um, while you're not writing extreme horror, you are still getting into details and, and, way 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 beneath the surface level that sometimes you know uh you know a low budget movie for instance you know you only got so much time and so much uh you can do with a cast on a film depending on your budget you can really dig in deep uh and really slow down the narrative um and that kind of happens with plaything because there's you know as far as time jumps or like really examining what's happening over the course of one night as opposed to over the course of five years so um and you mentioned like you you were in that club dancing for five years so it's just wild to, for me to imagine like how much can happen in that amount of time yeah uh, and yeah i mean like i i mean i danced for i was about to say he's on death row but he just got taken out he just appealed but i used to dance for a guy who was on death row now he's an appeal so i think he's gonna get life forever you know but he you know what i'm saying like the people that you meet in a strip club you know yeah <laughs> and just the and you're able to you know from these points and of view a different side of because it's in a contained environment that you know that you in some way you're in a bubble with them that they can do very little you know what i mean like yeah 
and it's almost like a therapist, like uh, for a lot of them that come in there. I mean, it's like they maybe somebody who wouldn't go to a therapist, but this is the, what they do instead. You know, they go and they get some table dances and then they like spill their, you know, psychological issues to you. <laughs> so you're <laughs> like able to I, drop from that and you're able to write from a bunch of different points of view over a bunch of different timelines, you know, and even decades, you know, I, I, I felt, um, there was a previous story in, um, th- about like this folk, th- this girl who's like in like the dance mom culture. Oh yeah. And, um, you, you don't want this, uh, the one about, yes, I, I, uh, <laughs> and that, <laughs> yes. And I, I'm sure there's still dance moms and stuff and there might even still be some of those dance mom shows, but I remember that that time but that was like when i was at that you know because you know when i was stripping it was at that you know during that time you know you have a story that starts out these twins getting a gig at a roller skate rink and and that that to me um intentionally or not just invoked you know like and you'll have to remind me what timeline it is i there's nothing that i recall standing out particularly about that that it it could have been 70s 80s 90s but yeah that's you know that's when I grew up so you know <laughs> right 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 so I remember but I mean I was still was you know at Moonlight Rollerway in Burbank you know some <laughs> with folks you know having friends having fun um, yeah, but that was, I I worked with a lot of girls who would pretend to be um twins when they would we would get girls coming through all the time we never had any actual twins but we had girls who looked close enough that they would pretend and they would always you know make so much money you know but um <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I somewhat got the idea of that story because, you know, um, and also the story of the um, Shannon twins. I, I, um, you know, the, in, at the Playboy Mansion, I was reading a lot about them and watching about their documentary and things that they did when they were younger, you know, and how they were always capitalizing on, you know, being cute twins, you know, like even in their hometown, like working at a sports bar together and, you know. <laughs> See, it's funny because there's that, but I, I think of in horror that like twins are always portrayed as creepy, like going back to the <laughs> Chinese, you know? yeah, Chinese twins. <laughs> Definitely popped out since then. Um, I feel like there uh, those gals who were in um, oh the the movie Peaches Christ made, gosh, um, Peaches Christ the 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 drag queen who uh, ended up making a horror movie with uh, Natasha Leone. And um, Cassandra Peterson, who's Elvira. Um, why is the name escaping me? Uh, <laughs> all, all About Evil. It, it was kind of like a takeoff on All About oh, Evil. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's some scary sisters in that. So <laughs> um, what 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 kind of um, horror have you been reading or watching? Like, you know, somebody who who. Uh, oh, I is- just Barbarian. I mean, just like that's the last horror film that I had watch that was I thought it was so good you know um and um just I loved how it you know showed like the whole town you know how it affected everything you know just it was really good on so many levels I thought you know yeah but uh, it's so creepy <laughs> that's a Kristen Garth story in Detroit instead of Pensacola I feel like <laughs> to an extreme yes like, yeah. but I I, to- I totally I loved that it was like um Oh, and then I I think in the same 48-hour period, I watched Barbarian. And what was the other one? There's another. Um, gosh, it was about the boy. His mother goes crazy. Um, and um, 
his mother's like slowly going crazy and it's all like from a little boy's perspective it was very triggering to me because it was like because you know just un i can't think of the name it was like an australian movie um it sounds like the babadook but i haven't actually yes yes yes, that's what it was and it was so that movie really he got to me because it was like you just feel so much for this little child you know but and it was to me like a realistic horror because it's like um you know uh, i mean although in the movie you think you know she's not whether or not she's going crazy or, you know, I think it's a metaphor to me is how I saw it, you know, that this, yeah. you know, that this mental illness that she can contain, you know what I mean? That's how I, I guess looking at it from parents who, you know, I grew up in like a house where psychology was considered like evil. You would never go to a therapist. You cannot take psychological medications. And I had two extremely depressed parents, you know, suicidally depressed. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I, totally relate to you know that feeling of like this these people that are in control of me are losing their mind you know what I mean and like yeah. I got to protect my love I still have feelings for them and I still as a child you know I but I have to protect myself from them as much as possible you know <laughs> even in this house where I live you know right um and that's another interesting thing I think about you know what I would call modern horror some folks call elevated horror but you know i think of specific a24 films where it's like really looking at um uh, you know horror coming home and and not in the, yeah. the sense of a slasher coming into the suburbs with a mask on or and 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 not in the right. sense of like, monster that you live next that lives next door you know and that every your parents talk to you know or that is your parent or you know what i mean or yeah. you know saying like the monster that doesn't look like a monster that everybody you know trusts like I mean I had again like stripping I had a customer that you know was like well you know a uh, th- philanthropist of like the town I'm living in you know were you know uh worked on like children's charities and everything else and was one of my customers who was like very very dark you know to the point like you know I mean I I continued to take you know the money from him in the club, but it was, you know, triggering beyond, you know, degrading, you know, completely opposite, you know, what everyone in the town believes that this man is, you know, and I mean, so that, you know, that's the kind of monster, you know, that like you're going to run into walking downtown, the mayor is going to shake his hand, you know what I mean? And like, hey, you know, and, you know, could do anything to you. And And no one will leave you, you know? Yeah. And I think one of the takeaways from this, like, I mean, whether it's somebody who, you know, like myself, who is really familiar with your work and has interviewed you and and read other interviews and can kind of connect some dots. And you've said like, hey, these experiences aren't all me, but um, I'm not saying, you know, I wasn't involved in some of it. Like, I I think the takeaway from your work uh, when you cover some of these uh, topics is like for a reader who picks up the book for the first time, this is very real even if you want to pretend this is a dark scenario that an author has come up with to entertain you for the length of the time you're reading this story like know that this is happening is yeah. that like you know and it, or, I, there's always at least a seed of truth and all uh, I, you know at least i'd say in all of my stories like they didn't all happen to me and they didn't all maybe end the way um like the story about the um movie star father yeah. You know, is 
right? Oh, no, sorry. It's a different one. Okay. I do want to talk about Compton, but but let's talk about the the one with the movie star father. Yes. The plan, that is a story that I happen to know, you know, from somebody in my town who has a very famous father who, you know, funds their life, but didn't have anything to do with them. And like, I was told this story and it was just like, what, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, and they were desperate you know a lot of but it didn't ever to my knowledge didn't end the way my story ends in that but I you know you know that was my the writer in me that was like you know because because I just felt so much for this person's dad again to be imagine that you this person did used to like watch all this person's movies who was incredibly famous and has a pro that's how they knew their father you know what they sit down and like I'm going to watch this, you know, great one tonight. You know what I mean? And yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, it was just a, such a, you know, they stick with me and like, and then, you know, and it, you know, speaks to something in me that I feel. And so, you know, it anyway, <laughs> I, I, before we do go, I just have to point out how much oh. I love the title con man because oh, it's about you. a convention and con. Yeah. I'd, I I just thought I know that's sim- uh, you know uh, a small thing to point out, but I thought it was very clever and I loved that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it worked out well because I actually, you know, um, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and and this is about uh, an experience that a, a young woman has with um uh, an actor, much like any of the actors that any of us who go to horror conventions or other kind of fandom conventions, you know, might run into, and um. Uh, he's not the hero of the story. We'll just say that. Uh, but <laughs> no. there, there, there are a few heroes that pop up, um, especially in plaything. And so, um, it, the the book is called Daddy. It's coming out on Anxiety Press. Um, and it, it's as we said, there's um some I, I, very soon. <laughs> yes, there's some turns of phrase <laughs> on there, and some sonnet kind of sonnet poem. But there's also, like we said, the the short stories, and then the um last uh third or half i'd say of the of of the the book is the novella play thing which is as we alluded to is about um what what happens when you um give in to your daddy issue you know what i mean and just like oh there they you know okay you know what i mean and like and you know (laughs) and you know put your blinders on and (laughs) Kristen Garth thank you for entering the chamber today (laughs) thank you for having me